Welcome to the journey. You walk with me, I walk with you. Together we face life. Hand in hand, side by side. With Jesus the mastermind. It takes faith, it takes a step. To finish a thousand miles. But together, we're in this. And this is called the journey. What's up, everybody? Hope all is well, and welcome back to the journey with your host, Karen Siong. I'm so excited. It's a new week, and we thank God so much. Today is March 10th, guys, and it's the eighth episode of the journey. Can you guys believe it's already been two months since we started? Ain't God good? On last week's episode, we ended the discussion with Lucy and Barbara about purity and celibacy before and during courtship and as a lifestyle, and we were blessed by them. And I just want to say thank you to Lucy Aim and Barbara Hyde for coming onto the show to share pretty much their whole life, their personal stories. We were blessed so much, and the feedback that we got was amazing. On today's show, we're continuing the five-part series, Praying for My Spouse, with another couple. We had Deacon Sam and his wife, Dr. Ashley Anderson, and on the, the part two, we had Deacon Ray and his wife, Lucy. Here, my next guests are going to come on to show um, show us and share how the Lord brought them together, as well as tell us their story, which I hear is amazing. I haven't heard it yet, so I can't wait for them to share. Stay tuned. If you've been tuning to the show, welcome back. But if you're a first-time listener, let me tell you a little bit about the show. So The Journey, as I say every episode, <laughs> is a Christ-based podcast that is going to focus on anything and everything that has to do with our lives in this generation, such as education, relationships, health, career choices, love, marriage, but most importantly, how all of these things can be better if and when we have Jesus in the center. New episodes drop weekly on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. You can find the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music or Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. To search for The Journey, I've been getting a lot of feedback that we can't find The Journey on because there's a lot of shows called The Journey on Apple Podcasts and the other streaming platforms. Type in The Journey Karen Sion, that's K-E-R-E-N-S-I-A-W, and it will pop up. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I say this every episode, and y'all still don't subscribe. <laughs> I'm just playing. But subscribe so that you guys can get notified about upcoming episodes, and then also little updates that are here and there. Follow us on Instagram at thejourney underscore podcast. We're going to start becoming more active there so that we'll have discussions before and after each episode. On today's show, I have two of my favorite people ever. I feel like I say that about all of my guests. <laughs> but honestly, everybody who's been on is priceless to me and they're my family. So everybody that comes on to the show is always a favorite person of mine. She is a businesswoman. She's a mom, she's a wife, she's a sister, and an overall dope girl. She's so admirable and has the best laugh. Honestly, when she laughs, it's so contagious, I start laughing too. And I think I heard that I started to laugh like her recently. 
He is hilarious. Like, dry humor funny, but you can't help but laugh. He is so wise and very caring. Together, they're my elder siblings, but they're called, I call them in my head, the Andersons Jr. Jr. Help me welcome Lord and Bianca Anderson. Hey, guys. Hello. Oh, I'm so excited. All right, finally. Finally, guys, I've been talking to them about, for them coming, like, See, I can't even speak. I'm that excited. I've been talking. <laughs> I've been talking to them about coming onto the show, and finally, finally, today is the day. So, before we begin, you know, the discussion and the iceberg and all that, I just want you guys to introduce yourselves. Let us know who the Andersons Junior Junior are. Ladies first. Wait, can can we trademark that name for you guys? Hmm? The Anderson's Junior. Yeah, we we trademarked it a couple. Oh, yeah, oh, it's for, it's ago. real. Yeah, it's official. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's official. Yeah, I got the paperwork. Yes. Out. Okay. Um, All right. You want to go first, babe? No, honey. You you take the lead. <laughs> She's funny. Oh, um, you guys are cute. <clears throat> yes. So good day, everyone. Uh, as the lovely uh, hostess, Sister Karen Sion, introduced, my name is Lord Kwabena Anderson. I am in a. I'm a sales professional. I work in sales for uh, government programs at Horizon Blue Cross and Blue Shield of New Jersey. I'm a father. I love God. I love music. Um, that's basically the point of it. I think you know to sum me up. I just try to make everyone's day a little bit better with a little bit of laughter. So I'm pretty jovial, <laughs> and uh, that's how I try to get people comfortable around me. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't live with him, that's why. Oh. He's no, not I, funny. I think especially... Okay, yeah. That was actually a conversation I was having some time ago. I think I was talking to our sister Susie. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how... I, I, I was like, Lord is hilarious. And she's like, but the funny thing is that Bianca doesn't think he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I feel like it's like that. When you're closest to the person, you're just like, really? But then the rest of us are like, ha, ha, ha. Listen, you know? this is all, all day. Bianca's like, you're so annoying. You're yeah. So annoying. <laughs> That's but the rest of us be laughing, yeah. like because you guys deal with it in doses. She's different. Yeah. She's stuck twenty four seven. Oh, so. yes. forever and never. She'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Bianca Abana Anderson. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you said, I'm a mother. I am a stay-at-home mom, and I also have my own business called Bianca Anderson Beauty, Ooh. and it's pretty much all things beauty, and I'm going to steal what you um, told me before. I'm a triple threat, yes, meaning I do makeup, microblading, and lashes, and hopefully um, more to come soon. Karen did not give you that triple. I've been said that. That you're a triple threat? But I said that recently. Yeah, she, she then just Then why didn't you give me that? I said it way before she said it. You acting different. Listen, don't show off because we're on, on the this journey. podcast. Okay. Right, right, my um, she has to give me some cred. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a new mom. Uh I How love your it. baby. So good. Today he's actually seven months old. <gasps> yeah, so time really flies because I remember just having him. Um and and that's pretty much it. Yeah. That sums wow. me up. Oh, guys. I, okay, fun fact, guys. So Bianca is, she said her name is Bianca Abna Anderson. My real middle name is Antoinette. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and her maiden name was Garcia. So you can imagine she's not Ghanaian. But one thing I just want to 
that you guys know, like I admire so much about her is how much she loves our culture. She she's pretty much a Ghanaian, honestly. Yeah. She has she takes tree classes every Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> um, <laughs> legit, she, legit tree classes too, man. I have a terrible instructor. Don't we're, worry, we're we, we help you guys. We'll help you. But yeah, so we're gonna get into it. So we're gonna break the ice. I like to do this with all most of the guests that come from well, starting a couple episodes ago. We're gonna break the ice and talk about. You guys, we're going to get to know you guys a little more on a deeper level, as well as have fun. So we're going to play Two Truths and a Lie. So you guys are going to tell me the two truths and a lie. I'm going to try to pick out the lie, pick out the truths. And then I'll also, so Bianca's going to tell me, Lord's going to tell us, or B, and then I'll also tell you guys. You guys have to choose what's the truth and what's All the right. lie. Simple okay. enough. Okay. Let me let me go first with this one. Oh, All right, Lord. so let's see. So three. Yo, guys, he's been preparing right? this. <laughs> nah, nah, Karen is like the, the almanac, man. She's worse oh, yeah. than an encyclopedia. It's just for birthdays. Karen knows everything. All right, so boom. So one, I'm six feet two inches. That's the first statement. <laughs> the like second one is originally, you know, my name is Lord Anderson, right? Mm-hmm. But originally, my parents wanted to name me. John Willington Anderson. <laughs> and that why so what's that so funny? I'm sorry. And the, the third the third and last one is so my name again, Lord Anderson. My dad named me after another guy named Lord Anderson, who was his high school mentor. Lord, how am I supposed to know these things? How are you not supposed to know? That's the better question. <laughs> yeah. You should have did your research and your guess when you brought us in your show. I mean, okay. All right, so the first one is you're six foot two. Mm -hmm. The second one is you... John Willington Anderson. You're supposed to be called... (laughs) That's hilarious. I'm sorry. Okay, we'll see. John Willington was supposed to be the first name or first, middle, last. say it together, John Willington. (laughs) Say say it together real fast. John Willington. John Willington Anderson. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, hmm. And then the last one is... Someone else was called Lord Anderson, <laughs> and you, I'm the second. You're the second. Okay. I like I the wanna, Willington Anderson part. Right. That's exactly. That. Yeah. So Lord Willington. Willington's not a bad name. Okay. Honestly, I might say that you're six foot two is the truth. I would say that because he's tall, guys. Um. Huh. John Willington. I don't think you would make that name up. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. Huh. Wow. And then Lord Anderson. They all sound very believable. <laughs> oh, God. This is hard. Um, I'm going to go with that there was another Lord Anderson. And that's that's were, the lie? That's the, the lie. Truth? I'm going to say okay. that's the lie. So. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, no. <laughs> but so. I get wrong. So the actually the lie is the fact that I'm six two. How tall I'm are you? I'm a little bit shorter than six two. You're six one. Officially six one and some change. You're, you're six two. Round up. Yeah. I mean we're talking about facts. So <laughs> if we're if we're gonna say factually, I'm a little bit under six two. But the John Willington Anderson, that's a fact. That's what my parents wanted to name me originally, supposedly. And then uh the second one was I was named after another Lord Anderson. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. Very uncommon name, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Nice try, Sister Karen. But that's not bad. I got one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah close, close, but no cigar. I mixed it up. Okay. All right. 
though, Sister Bianca. Those are really good. I'm about to even change mine because it seems like y'all gonna. No, get you my... can't do that. Come yeah. on. No, I'm gonna started. change mine. Okay, I'm gonna go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number one. Okay. I played violin for four years in elementary school. Okay. Number two. I played professional lingerie football for a team in Philadelphia to help pay for my summer classes in college. That sounds so detailed. Okay. Number three. (laughs) I lived in an apartment when I was younger and collected snails because I wanted pets so bad. Okay. So number one is... The violin. The violin. Number two is that you played... Was it football? Yes. Lingerie football. football, Lingerie. Lingerie? Yes. Hey, me, I heard laundry. Lingerie. Lingerie. Yeah. You play football in lingerie. Yes. If I stay stuck on that, we're going to be stuck on that for the whole show. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's get Let's right move. over it. Okay. And then the last one was that you collected snails. Yeah. I know you love pets, so I'm going to say that that... Oh, hold on. Let me analyze this thing. But one. snails, though? You think I would really do that? I don't, I don't think you would collect snails because I feel like... Because you said the explanation for that was that... You wanted pets. I feel like you have you've had pets. So I don't want to say that's true. I want to say that's the lie. But I, I don't see you play. Well, then again, <laughs> but the violin. You don't see me playing. No, I see you playing the violin. I don't see the you the lingerie football. football. But then again, Yanka was wild in college, man. You guys okay. didn't get to see it. That's why. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. Okay. Let's yeah. Oh so gosh. like, I feel like, I, yeah, I feel like those those two. Okay. So I think the snail one is a lie. I got it right. The snails is a truth. <laughs> oh, oh for two. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh my oh, god. Yes. Oh, I lived in an apartment in California. And you I lived was, in California? Yes, for a couple years. And I was in second grade. We lived in an apartment and it was a tropical area, so there was snails all over my apartment complex. Uh-huh. And we were not allowed to have pets. And you say that because we have so many pets at my mom's house. I have a dog now. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I wanted pets so bad. So I collected snails and put them in this, like, little kitten caboodle. And one time I was cleaning out my room and my mom is like, what is that smell in your closet? Mm. Because they couldn't breathe anything. Well, so and they she died? Found, yeah, That's she disgusting. found all the dead snails. How many ew, How many snails <laughs> were there? <laughs> like over 20. Yeah. 20 dead snails? Yeah. But you didn't check on them? I didn't know. I was little. How old oh, oh, she was a second grade. Second grade. Oh, second grade. Yeah, yeah I just wanted to. It's like it's the same as when you catch fireflies. You know the lightning bugs. It's oh, yeah. not quite I really the same. What the heck? Fireflies are so tiny. You're talking about these big snails. sluggy <laughs> snails. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, they am quite. You do oh, yeah, that. Oh, Ghana. Yeah, yeah they would have been super out of that. Your parents, your parents would have been happy, Ghana. <laughs> like, what? Come give me a hug. <laughs> I know, right? You did hey, all the you work brought, for you us. You brought food it's tonight. expensive in Ghana. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, what, what was the lie? The lingerie football? Yes. Oh, that was a lie? That was a lie. But How I really did try out. She you tried, tried out, out yeah. but you make the team. Yeah. No, I did make oh, the team. Oh, you did, but you just didn't go forward. Yeah, because I was a freshman in college, and it was for the um, Philadelphia Passion, and you had to do a lot of traveling, so I didn't want to make that commitment to mm. go to Philadelphia and have practice and everything like that, and right. then start my freshman year. That's true. Okay. That makes sense. My turn, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Statement number one. I love horror movies. Statement number two, 
I have an insane passion for video games. <laughs> I cannot with you. Your lot is, lot is looking at me so funny right now. Okay, anyway. And then statement number three. When I was a kid, I wanted to become a supermodel. I say the, vi- the video games is what I say is, is the lie. Okay, I can't really see that. Karen playing video games, man. I've never heard you talk about video games. <laughs> well, and then the first one was horror movies. Mm-hmm. I can see that. No, I think. Yo, yo, Bianca's analyzing my facial expression right now. Let me cover my face. Like, <laughs> I said I don't video know. games. We don't have to have the same answer. Listen, my answer is the video games. Okay, Bianca, what's your answer? That the lie is the supermodel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Bianca, Bianca's right. Really? <laughs> yeah. You play video games? I love video games. Like, really? I don't, I don't like have that penchant to like go out and buy them to play. Wow. But like, if you teach me how to play a game, I will like play avidly really? with you. Yeah, I love oh, and I, I love horror that. movies. And horror movies, my sister in love really, really got me hooked. I know that. I know about movies. the horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Video games, about, I want to see that. Yeah. So like, well, that's that's that. Someone taught me how to play um FIFA, and then. Was it Call of Duty? The shooting one. The shooting one. Oh my god! So like, I used to go over to his <clears throat> house every day. Who's his house? We're not talking about that right now. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, my fault. I mean, we my can bad. switch spots. Yeah. We could be the host. <laughs> Maybe on another show. Right. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Whatever happens, whatever the Lord does. Yeah, but cool. like. Um, I'll go over like every single day after class and go play. Just go play for like maybe an hour or two and go back hmm. home. Was wow. it video games? Yeah, it was video games. We'll oh. play Call of Duty like for like maybe an hour and then I'm like, okay, I want to play FIFA. Then we'll play FIFA. But I wasn't that great at FIFA, but I just like to play it. Really? I yep. would never guess. That's interesting. Yep. And I used to do those games on the computer, like Taxi Driver on Yahoo, oh. like stuff like that. Wow. Yep. You learn something new every day, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. So that was the longest icebreaker I've ever had. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But it was fun. I'm, I'm excited. So we're going to get into today's episode, today's discussion. We're all not ready for this because we don't know what the Lord is going to do here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you guys to just begin. Tell me your story. How did you guys meet? Why are you looking at me? Go ahead. <laughs> no, you know the story well. Uh, okay. I mean, I'll you guys it. have different sides. All right, yeah. Yes. This, is, okay. this is okay. This is the story from my perspective, right? I'm going to try not to cut so, it because it's probably false. All right. See, that's not even fair. So now the listeners are like going to be biased a little bit. All right. So me and Bianca went to the same college, right? We went to uh, Rome University. So we initially, okay, so I came into Rowan to play basketball, right? Um, so when I came in, when I got recruited, my, my I had decent grades. So they had me in uh, academic dorms. So the academic dorms, they were, you know, born all the smart kids away <laughs> from all the action on campus, like mm-hmm. a little secluded area so I was there for not even a full semester you know until I found out the dorm that had all the pretty girls you know Mm. some of my teammates were in there I was like nah I gotta find my way in there so I went to the uh to the dean of students you know finagled my way in there told him yeah it's too far from practice I need to be closer to the gym so I got my way in there to the dorm that uh all the pretty girls where I uh, were staying at. Mm-hmm. Bianca happened to be one of the pretty girls in that dorm. Mm-hmm. So that was, um, you know, I used to see her in passing. I would see her often in passing. You know, she wink at me every once in a while, but I wasn't really, <laughs> I I wasn't really, I wasn't yes. really focused. No, nah, no, nah, this is when I had hair. Like, <laughs> I had waves and everything. Earrings too. 
And I was playing basketball. Yeah, I was in I shape. Saw that a lot too. So yeah, earrings, you know, blanked out Jordans, all that stuff. So yeah, you know, she was, I see her looking at me, side eyeing me, but I didn't really pay her too much attention. It was always she was never alone. I think that's mm-hmm. honestly the biggest thing. It was her and like a group of friends. They used to call themselves th- uh, 3LW Cornballs, man. Like like the the singing three group? little women. Yeah, it was weird, but they were always together. You know, it's harder to approach. Women in a pack. Yeah, yeah. Even if they like you in front of their friends, they try to act like, oh, yeah, you of better. Course. You know, so I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that to myself. So never really had any interactions with her until like, um, until we actually both moved out of that dorm. I think I was. Year. The next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was living in, uh, then we moved into the same building again. I didn't know she was going to be there. It's called uh, Robo, some apartments. I upgraded the next year, got an apartment. Mm. She was living in that building too. Um, and then one day after practice, I went to, um, we went to get something to eat with a few of my teammates. It was like three or four of us. So we're sitting, sitting at a table, um, eating. And then, um, again, Bianca comes with her posse, her, her two friends, (laughs) (laughs) seriously, man, her two friends. So they, uh, come and sit down. They occupied the table, like maybe two, two tables away. Mm -hmm. So they're sitting there, me and my teammates, you know, we're eating. So they pass us. And, you know, they're pretty. All all three of them were pretty attractive. Um, so they go and sit down. And my teammates, like, drooling over them. Like, man, look at those girls. Like, yo, let's go talk to them. I was like, nah, go ahead. But they was all, you know, they were shy. Mm-hmm. So me being me, I was like, man, watch this. I'll go up to them. Right? Hmm. Thinking I'm the guy. Guy, guy. Oh, you know. Lord, dear. Sign on me, too. <laughs> so I went, <clears throat> so I went um, over. And I uh, started talking to them. As soon as I walked over, Bianca was like, she was in the middle of like taking a bite and like she missed her mouth when she oh. saw me. Like, yeah, I think it was a piece of like chicken, like missed this her mouth lying. and it this hit, hit the floor. Like it ruined her dress. Like it fell on. It was like, I'm like, wow. Like, so you're wrong yourself. with this already because was it was like, breakfast? Hold on a second. Oh. Hold on. You don't have practice. Was it? It was doing, was it? no, it was a Friday. It was a Friday. It was no, it's a Thursday. It was a Thursday. I remember it was Thursday, September. Mm. Thursday, September, September 10th. I don't know the date, so. I'm no, 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 not the date. 10th, September 16th. I, I remember, this is how I remember the date, because I also pledged a fraternity in college. Oh. I know that that weekend I left to go home, and that's when we went online, is what they call it when you mm-hmm. start pledging, which was September 19th. That was a Sunday. Okay. So this was, and I went home that Friday. So this had to be a Thursday, the sixteenth, right? No, third. No, it will be Friday the sixteenth. Excuse me. Okay. So September sixteenth, I remember, and then I so by the you know I went to the table. I started talking to them, and I just said the first thing I came to mind. I said, "Hey, um, you know, I'm throwing a party in my apartment. Me and my teammates we're having a party tonight. You and your friends are welcome to come over." Were you throwing um, a party? I wasn't. <laughs> I have no plans for a party. Oh nothing. Lord, things you do for seriously, I was man. Say love, but it was. Oh, like that it was, was pure lust. lust. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Love, love was nowhere in the neighborhood, man. Love oh wasn't even God. in the same country yet. So I, you know, that that was my my plot. I'm like, yeah, we're having a party. You guys are invited. Um, you know. Here's my number. Text me and I'll let you know the location. I was just trying to think of a way to get their phone number. Mm. And it worked. You got all three of their oh, phone numbers. Three on one. We a guy. We a guy. On. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. 
You did not get all one. three. I did. We, all three of them texted me. We lived in the, same ha- in the same apartment. No, no, no. It was not all I three. had consecutive text messages from all three of them. It wasn't on no, like, thirsty, y'all, but it was just like, oh, like, yeah, what you know, what's the address? Let us know the details. You know, I got friendly with them. Like, I was able to break the ice with them. And then um, that was it. That was the first time that we really met. And then, you know, we was we were off and on. And I guess we'll get more to the finer details. But mm-hmm. that's initially how, how we met. Wow. Bianca, you want to correct or delete or add? <laughs> I mean, the little details like chicken falling out of my mouth and um, winking at you That's were false fact. because he was, I didn't even know, I didn't even notice him when we ended up living in the same mm, um, building. It's true. I didn't, you were not even a thought in my mind, mm, not, so a in my okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> not a twinkle in my eye. Not a twinkle in my eye. But the part about the cafeteria and inviting um, us to a party is true. Okay. But so not all over, three, given overall. the number, that's false. Really? No, nah, I really no, remember all three you of definitely, you guys No. And it was probably Illy. You probably got Illy's number because she always got the numbers for us. No, no. <laughs> I got three consecutive text messages. No, I you didn't. That. We, but designated. we live in the same place. Why would we all three of us text you? I don't know. You tell me. No, that's false. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much how, um, how we did meet through the cafeteria. So in between, because I know you guys dated in college. Mm-hmm. So how did it go from seeing her and inviting them to the party to you guys ending up being together? Well, we never really had the title of being together because Lot had I commitment um, commitment issues. Really? But it was a known thing that we were together. Known by who? Everybody knew. People knew. Not everybody, but people knew. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, I really <laughs> listen. Nah, I was nah, I was the worst. I'll be, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I was terrible in college, man. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely would consider myself a womanizer, man. Mm. I, I never, I wasn't committed to one woman. Never, you wow. know, messing with several women at one time. It was pretty bad. Mm. And I don't know for what because huh? he had the best. So yeah. I don't even know why he yes, needed girl. to go look elsewhere. <laughs> we hear you. We hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's that's what it was. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Bianca fell in that boat. Mm. And then, um, so yeah, we never really had had a title. It was kind of mm-hmm. like an assumed thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I think she assumed that I was only seeing her. Um, but I definitely wasn't. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> and I'm being honest. Well, it wasn't an assumption. It was how you made me feel that I was the only one. Feelings are deceptive, boo. That's wow. at the end of the day. I mean, honestly, been through that. It's it's a game, sis. It's immaturity, you know. Yeah, it's immaturity. Yeah. Um, and then also a lot of the social pressures and and you know being an athlete, being in a fraternity, mm, those wanna... two social classes on a college campus is like you you're getting the cream of the crop. Like mm-hmm. you have access to all the parties, all the alcohol, all the drugs, all the women. Like mm. it's it's tough. And I fell, I dove right into that, and it really consumed me. You know. And I became my Denny, like, you know, Law, the one with the girls and all this. Mm. It was bad. <clears throat> I mean, well, you know, excuse me, Bianca, but he is kind of handsome, so. Yeah. When I first met him, he was not cute to me. Really? She be saying Okay, but that, then how, how did it? Okay. Exactly. Karen, so then how? No, I mean, I'm going to cut myself off there. Sorry. Sorry, Law. 
because I feel like sometimes attraction is not just the looks. You get attracted to the person's personality. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe that's also why it I was but I because think, I think... I, he didn't he didn't become cute to me until recently. Wow, look. <laughs> Wow, when we were like, recording, that's when he really. Be- <laughs> Whatever, man. You can no, say what you want kidding. now. No, when oh, I damn. first, when I, it was like a. That's why I didn't pay you any mind when you lived in Evergreen because you just didn't catch my attention. You didn't catch my attention either. You, what you talking about? Yes, I did. Okay, we could stay here for like the entire um, day. <laughs> yes, we can. No, but what I was gonna say is that his personality is what attracts. Mm. Once you start really getting to know him, because yes, on the surface he was this party person, um, drinking all the time, you know, surrounded by popular people. But we had a secret place in the library on the fourth floor. And that's when like our friendship developed. And we used to go study. We really did study. But then I really was talking and getting to know him. And what made me fall for him was his personality. And he was different than any of the other guys that were on campus. Mm. What made him different? He was very open. He was artsy. He was into poetry. He was into music. <laughs> like things that people our age wouldn't really. They'll think it's dumb to be, you know, right. to like it. That's true. And he made me feel very op- open right away when I was meeting him. I felt like I can tell him anything. Mm-hmm. And I did. I think I like one of the <laughs> first times we met. <laughs> I, uh, I like cried. Like I was telling him oh, something, like some cried. advice or something. And I was like crying. And he probably thought like this crazy girl, I just met her. And I oh. Yeah. It was all part of the game, boy. I'll mm. be honest. That was the setup, man. That was the ultimate setup. You come, make you feel welcome, and yeah, I listen to your problems. Yeah, you can give your shoulder to cry on. Slowly, you know, you start sipping the Kool-Aid, and then she drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. So. <laughs> Don't yeah. make me embarrass you, okay? <laughs> on the show. This is the journey. <laughs> we're real on this journey. <laughs> but um, were you guys intimate? You know, in this time that you guys weren't dating, you guys weren't courting, you were just friends, you were messing around. What what was what were you guys doing? Yeah, I, mean, I, I was intimate with almost every woman that I, <laughs> that I had. Yeah, like I said, I was. You know, I'll be honest. I was. Um, yeah, I was very sexually active on campus. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, me and Bianca. You know, we 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 were intimate, to say the least. Okay. Yeah. So in between the time that. You guys were, I'll say, together, or I don't know at this point. I don't know what kind of what title I should have given you guys, but in between the time that you guys were, whatever you guys were, an item, let me say. Yeah. Um, what was the the span of that between the time that you guys met, were had your thing going on, to the time that you guys were saved, or to the time that you got saved? Oh, I'll say 20, 2011. Is when you right. met? Is when we met. No, fall semester of 2010, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fall semester of 2010 is where we met. That whole thing in the cafeteria and all that stuff. And then... You pledged your fraternity. Pledged my fraternity. And then I ended up pledging... Basically, when you pledge your fraternity, it's like you you have to isolate yourself from everyone. Mm. Basically, you can't go around on campus. You can't show your face. You, you have to... You're just... You're isolated from everyone, right? Include you know only your family, like so. Wow. After we had that initial weekend, she Wait, came to the party. Not to cut you off, but mm-hmm. how do, I'm very interested in that. How as well? How do you isolate yourself from everybody when you're on it's campus? Crazy, yeah. So basically, it's like it's either you're in class, you're 
either in class oh, or in your room. you're doing stuff related to the fraternity. In the library. Right. We'll and I played basketball also. So like in practice and I pledged at Rutgers. Mm. So then I'll be coming. It was crazy. It was a lot. So you would leave Rowan. How far yeah. is Rowan from Rutgers? Hour and a half. <gasps> but you would drive every day? or Just about. Uh, every single weekend. Sometimes during the week if I had to. Wow. Yeah. And Bianca, you pledged a sorority, you were saying? Yes. So was it the same for you? You also had to isolate everybody out yes. your life? Yes. Wow. So as soon as he finished his Then she started. So process. it was like we went about a whole year mm, without talking to without each other. talking. So then back in like uh, 20, Mitch was what, 2011, like uh, spring 2011, mm-hmm. um, we re- reconnected again. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's where it really, really built our friendship. And mm-hmm. it really started like, you no, know, it was... Even though I'll say I was messing with other people on campus and surrounding areas, surrounding areas, like I'll say, I'll say Bianca was the one that really, really. Um, she was that, home. Yeah, she was the one that like my heart was really with. Aww. I'll say that. Um, but then, so from that time, and then I'll say twenty. I wasn't messing with anybody from the time that we were talking. But yeah. you knew he was messing with people. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. You didn't hear stuff on campus? We were with each other. You were really good Even if she would ask me, I would deny it. Mm. 100%. Deny it to the death. No, I would. She told me, no, that didn't happen. And he must have been really sneaky about it because we were with each other all the time. So that means that you, even though you said right now that, yeah, even though you were messing around with other people, Mm. your heart was with Bianca. Yeah, I but, mean, at that time, I was so far into the world, man. It was so, everything just selfish desires. That's all I was going after. Things that fulfilled my needs at that moment, you know, without care about anybody else's feelings. So your motivation to... Guys, Feed my flesh. Okay. So that's what kind of motivated you to be dishonest about your ventures outside of your relationship with Bianca? Because when she, she, according to what she's saying right yeah. now, she asked you and you, you would deny it. Yeah. And, um, but that's what you were doing. That's what I was doing. But then why did you, if you were okay with what you were doing, why would you be dishonest about it when she's asking you? Because I didn't, I didn't want, I, I didn't want her to leave. Simple as that. Mm, okay. Um, so when were you saved? I know, Lord, you got saved first before Bianca. Right? Yeah. 20. So I graduated um, May 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say I started going around. Um, I graduated in May 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved back home to North Brunswick, of course, you know, started living at home. And I had um, my daughter, London, mm-hmm. um, that June. So it was back to back. As soon as I graduated in, in May, the next month, my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I really started feeling that tug on my heart, like, you have a kid now. Like, how would you feel if somebody's doing to your daughter the things mm. that you've been doing to other people's daughters? Mm. You know. So then it was, you know, my challenge that I got to do better. I got to set a better example. I got to get more focused to put myself in a better position to not only provide for her, but then also give her a good example, a good model for somebody to follow. Right. Um. So you know, I went to a Bible study. I was invited by Deacon Reagan. Went to a Bible study. It was a Tuesday Bible study. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't any special anointing service right, or right. revival like or yeah, any of those, any of study. those, yeah, fancy titles that most people assume 
assign you know salvation with mm. oh i went and i had this crazy encounter yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't anything like that mm. man and that's what made that experience so unique is that i just went to a simple bible study that's you how know? you know there's power in the word that's how you know that there's power in the word because mm. it's anybody could stand up on a sunday and preach with all the energy and yeah. all that but on a bible study calm and sitting in the way mm-hmm. god bless pastor man pastor sound the way yeah. he just delivered the map to this day, I really don't even know what we talked about. Mm, but you know that it. But I know that there. Yo, it just sparked something. I remember I went home that night. Mm-hmm. Later that it wasn't that night. It was like two nights later, and I was on my balcony, and I was just crying. I remember just staring at the sky, crying like God. I don't. I just kept saying the words, "I don't want this anymore. I don't want this anymore. I don't want this anymore." Mm-hmm. And on the balconies, when I made, I took the vows like, "I'm gonna stop drinking, stop mm-hmm. smoking, be, and stop having sex." And mm-hmm. by God's grace, since I made that. I didn't break it. Um, so by God's grace, when I made that that uh that vow, I was able to keep it. Mm, thank know? God. Yeah. Thank God. And Bianca, how are, how did you I know you're gonna come on to the show, you know, later mm-hmm. and actually talk about it, but like just give us like a snippet, like a snippet. <laughs> like where I just wanna know the timeline between when you guys met and then when you guys got saved. Cause so, there's another question coming after that. Um, it wasn't until after I graduated in December 2014. Yeah. Um, I ended up uh, starting to go to church. A lot invited me to church. I started attending. And then I would say that I gave my life to Christ a year later. Hmm. So with this, you guys had known each other for about two, three, I'll say maybe two years at least. At least two years. You guys had known each other for Longer. at least two, two years. Yeah. Three. Like three. Three. So a little more. Yeah. So... When you guys were saved by God, you said you made a vow to stop drinking, stop having sex, mm-hmm. um, stop smoking. Mm-hmm. How did it change you guys in particular? How did it change your relationship with each other? Um. So for one, okay. So when I started going to church, right, once I made that decision, um, I was coming out of uh, another relationship situation, whatever you want to call it, right? Because mm-hmm. remember, I had a child out of wedlock okay. in May, uh, mm-hmm. excuse me, in June after mm-hmm. I had graduated in May. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a lot of different things going on, you know, obviously in our Ghanaian culture. Um, it's a taboo. It's a taboo yeah. to do that. Having a child out of wedlock and you know, is one thing, but then also not marrying the mother and not being with her that's another mm. thing all we don't do divorces we don't do you know step kids right, and right, have right. brother we don't do that mm-hmm. so it was you know very tough even to this day i have my moments where it's like i'm still conflicted about that you know mm-hmm. having a child out of wedlock um so i was you know even though i didn't i my heart wasn't completely with my daughter's mother mm-hmm. but for the sake of my daughter, I was trying to make it work in my mm, own strength, mm. right? In my own strength, you know, asking pastor to counsel us and all this other stuff. Right. Um, it just didn't work out to the right. glory of God, right? Um, so at that time, I went to pastor. I just met this man of God. Mm. And during that same week, everything happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Everything happened so fast. And I think that's, you know, you you cannot you can't plan to give your life to God. Right, you can't say, you know what? All right, after this weekend, I'm gonna stop doing this. You, you kind of just once you get the inkling, that window of opportunity is very small. Mm -hmm. You know, once we put it on hold, I believe the devil, the enemy, whoever, whatever you want to call him, he will capitalize on that wait time Mm -hmm. to cause you to delay it even longer. So once you get that inkling, 
you have to jump on it right away. And I thank God that I was able to, once I got that feeling, I was like, boom, that's it. You know? So I went to pastor right after everything happened so fast, like literally days in meeting him, got his number, stalked him, got his number. Please, can I come meet you and sit down and talk to you? And he was so open, man, and so welcome. He was like, yeah, come to my house, gave mm-hmm. me his address. We went, he met me outside. I spoke to him for like two hours mm. and pouring my heart to, to this man, this this poor man of God. And the <laughs> things that I was saying, I know that he hasn't, he couldn't even rap. It's like, wow, like crazy stuff, mm. like everything basically. And I was very transparent. And Pastor always makes this analogy. It's like, when you go to the hospital or you go to see your doctor, you can't say that when they ask what's wrong, you can't say that your 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 knee hurts when it's really your your elbow, right? Because mm-hmm. you get diagnosed for what you tell them about, yeah. right? The problems you tell them about. So I encourage everyone to be very open with your man of God, yep. you know? And I was able to do that. And I think that set the foundation for our relationship, whereas like I can share everything. I, he saw me at my worst. He mm-hmm. heard the worst about me. So now moving forward, what can I share with this guy, yes, you know? Yes, yeah. So I told him everything and then... um. He agreed to the counseling, mm-hmm. didn't give me advice, no son, do this. That He agreed to it. Mm-hmm. That was my request. Hey, you know, I have this kid now. Can you help us work things out? Mm-hmm. He agreed to it. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. You know, the mother didn't really agree to it, um, to the glory of God. And then um, he told me after that didn't work out, he saw that I was trying to do things in my own strength. Then he offered his advice, right? Mm-hmm. After he, after he... He was just guiding you. He was guiding me, but it wasn't like pushy, like do this, do that. You know, he honored my request Mm -hmm. when it didn't work out to show me that son, you might think that your way is best and it didn't work out. Then he said, okay, maybe let me offer some advice. Mm. And advice he gave me was focus on yourself. That's it. That's all you need to worry about. Mm -hmm. Build your relationship with God. How can it blind lead the blind? Mm -hmm. That's all he told me about. I had told him about Bianca too. He knew about Bianca. He's like, son, just focus on God. And remove yourself from any other distractions, right? Mm-hmm. And how I took it, and it was to open to my own inter- interpretation. So I took it and I ran with it. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't sit on it, right? The window of opportunity closes the more that we wait. The enemy capitalizes, man. So I ran with it. I jumped on it, changed my phone number so that all the girls, whoever I was messing with, they wouldn't have that kind of access for me to be tempted. Changed my phone number, got off all social media, blocked everyone including bianca Mm. including bianca to the point where it's like she messaged me on facebook and that she had even gotten an accent i still ignored her we didn't talk for a whole year and initially i was still talking to her pastor initially gave me the advice i was still talking to her and you know sending her messages i would record bible studies and i'll send it to her trying Mm -hmm. to pull her along but then you know he made me realize again how can a blind bleed the blind Focus on yourself, strengthen yourself, strengthen your relationship with God first before you can do anything else. So one day in his office, I don't know how Pastor knew I was still texting her. We're all just hanging out in his office. It was the the scariest thing. We're all talking, nothing related, Mm -hmm. like totally different laughing. All of a sudden, he just turned and looked at me and his tone, his face, everything changed. Like, Lord, you still texting that girl? And I was just quiet. He's like, if you don't stop texting her, this, 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 and this will happen. Hmm. And what he said happened, but Tell because me this, this, this off the show. 
I will. Uh, yeah. that, that one is deep. I, I will off the show. And it happened. That's the scary part. Mm. But because when he said that is when I texted her. And, you know, it's the famous story where Pastor yeah. shares that I went to Bianca and said, my pastors I can't talk to anymore. Oh, my And hung God. up. And I was it for a year. We didn't talk. So she hated Pastor when she first started mm. coming. Because I, I didn't know what else to tell her. What, what the excuse to me? I'm like, listen, yeah. how do you just stop should've... talking? Stop talking mm-hmm. to her. But because I was obedient, that this, this, and this, that Pastor told me not to, it did happen. Mm-hmm. But because I was obedient, like the enemy couldn't stand on it to cause any other, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. destruction in my life mm-hmm. at that point. Right. So we didn't talk, right? So it took a while. And then after, you know, building myself up, uh, removing myself from the fraternity, doing all these mm. different things is when I finally invited her. So it wasn't like we came in together. Mm. There was a lag. There was a period of after I graduated, we didn't talk. But then, you know, by God's grace, he brought us back together. Wow. And Bianca, when this happened, when he, like, you know, as he's saying, you hated Pastor at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, how did it make you feel like, you know, this guy that, you, I'm guessing you were in, I don't want to say in love, she but was, I don't want to say was, in lust oh, as oh, well. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it wasn't love, love. You know, Head over we, heels. I Head over you heels. viewers can see my face right now because my <laughs> eyes are rolling. <laughs> like, how did you feel at that moment when he just calls you up and says, my pastor told me not to talk to you anymore, and then you don't hear from him. You got into, I guess it was a serious accident, mm-hmm. you know, and you still didn't hear from this guy that you, you love. Like, how did you feel at this moment? I was really hurt. I was sad. I definitely gained a lot of weight. Mm. I bought a cat to distract me. I was just really sad oh, that's, because that's Eva. That's the reason why you had Eva? Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> she wanted that cat. Come on, man. Um, yeah, I was really sad. I was sad because I lost a friend. Mm. Uh, Laud and I were really good friends. Yes, the other things were attached to it. But at the end of the day, he was one of my really good friends on campus. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really sad and hurt. And I and the whole pastor thing, I was like, who does this man think he is mm-hmm. that he can tell you not to talk to anybody? And then you listen not to, and you really don't right. talk to me. Exactly. Wow. So, um, yeah, when we weren't talking for that that year, I um I just kept to myself. I was um still in school. I just had one semester left, like some electives, and I was working and I just, you know, stayed to myself mm-hmm. for that time. So when he reached out to you again, mm-hmm. what what were your thoughts? What were your initial thoughts at that moment? So I haven't all communication was cut off. And he actually came for um, homecoming weekend, and I was not at my apartment. I actually was at a party, and I haven't gone to a party because, like I said, I was keeping to myself. Mm -hmm. But my um, fraternity brothers were having a party, and they said, oh, just come. So I was like, oh, I'll stop by. And I literally was in, like, sweatpants, a T-shirt. I just got out the shower. I wasn't planning to stay. Mm -hmm. And I ended up um, staying. They were like, oh, we need somebody to play on the – on the beer pong tournament with us. We need one more person. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. And long story short is I ended up staying and played and we won the championship. So hey. <laughs> <laughs> to win a championship, that means you drank a lot of beer. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. And it was, it was a lot. Um, so yeah, I was really drunk to say the least. And I, um, I couldn't even drive home. My friend had to drive me home mm. because I wasn't planning on drinking. I wasn't planning on staying. So I didn't want to leave my car there. Mm-hmm. So my friend Kiara is driving us and I'm like, oh my God, what is he doing here? 
and it was Laud at my front door of my apartment. Wow. Since, since we hadn't spoken, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wasn't going to call her. Like, it was weird. Like, we haven't talked in a while. I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm just going to show up in person. Mm. So, and of course, you know, I had work that day. So when I went, it was nighttime, right? Mm-hmm. So I was waiting in front of her house, um, you know, because I knew where she lived because I still had some of my frat brothers that were on campus mm-hmm. that knew where she lived. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where she she pulled up after the beer, uh, beer pong tournament to see me in front of her house. And then what happened? I was freaking out because I haven't seen him. Then it's like you start to think, like, I look a mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I was like, I'm so drunk right oh now. God, that's so- true. Thinking about it, if that was me, I would have been like leave like you you've, you haven't spoken to me i mean yeah. you know you haven't spoken yeah. to that's me true. surprisingly yeah. it wasn't any anger look at god she wasn't any, because she wasn't i probably angry. would have been so angry like that's very true you you didn't talk to me for this while all that stuff why are you here right. like, why are you showing up at my front door what do you expect me to do just take you back as a friend no like that that, that would have been me I the, wor- yeah, the worst I was part is naive, come, come and see me you know spiritual man oh, come Lord. in here thinking, <laughs> well, yeah, that's what... thinking i'm filled with the holy ghost like mm. you smell like alcohol that's exactly That's what, what he, the was first like, thing he said to me. Like, and then what and he, was, he was like, can you go take a shower? That's what he said to me because <laughs> I, like, I smelled like alcohol so bad. No, but you know when you remove this, like, this, it's so strong, mm-hmm. like the scent. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, like, can you, can you go take a shower? Like, you really reek of alcohol, mm-hmm. you know? And at this moment, because you're saved, there's like all these things you don't want around it's you. It could be Your a trigger. Senses, yes. It's crazy. Yes, yes, I agree. You're going to say something. Yeah, so I, I showered. <laughs> <laughs> and when I come out the shower, I hear this crazy music playing. Mm-hmm. It was gospel, but I didn't know it back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, It was so, crazy? Yeah, it was crazy. And he's little, pr- praying in tongues. I never even heard tongues in real life before. Wait, in real life? <laughs> <laughs> At that time. Wait, Lord, so you go to this girl's house. Yeah, crazy. After work, you see her. And the first thing you tell her is take a shower because you smell like alcohol. Yeah. And then you proceed to play music mm-hmm. and start praying. I didn't know what else to do. Honestly, uh, I didn't know like what I was there for, like how I'm gonna tell like what you know, it was just like, yo, I know I wanna tell this girl about my new journey. Mm, no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> that's why that's why I paused to, to, to wait for everyone to catch it. Um, I wanted to share my new journey with her and she was, you know, drinking and not in her right state. I'm like, God, you know, just help me to lead me in this conversation. So at that point, all I was used to is, and back then, man, we used to pray a lot. Like literally, yeah, pastor, we just moved, we used to just, and I I loved those times. I miss those times. Moved up. And he just, (laughs) nah, it it was, it was, it was challenging, but I feel like he really, Gave us a very good, solid foundation, yes, man. Yes. God bless, yeah. bless, Pastor. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You know, it's a funny sidetrack a little bit. The listeners really can't wait for Pastor. Him, right? Yeah, because everybody always talks that, about that's gonna Pastor, be a like, treat. That got to be like a three-hour-long show, man. That, that has to be a, a season finale special. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> that would have yeah. been nice, but season ends in June, and Ooh. he's coming on soon. So, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Either yeah, way, don't, don't it's gonna leave the be viewers lingering yeah. that long. Yeah. You guys will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to add, though, really quick, Karen, is that what I also find interesting is I really wasn't going out and drinking. So it isn't that it night. just yeah. that night? And of all nights, it's a beer pong competition mm. where it was we were funneling beers, taking shots, all these things. And I haven't, you know, mm-hmm. been in that environment. If anything, I was just, you know, hanging out with the girls in my house. Mm-hmm. So I just find that it's funny that of all that days night. that he shows up that mm-hmm. I don't even know. I'm like... 
so drunk. I really don't remember the conversation. Long story there, short, yeah, I, yeah I, I just invited her to let her know, you know, why and what I've been up mm. to since that time. He wanted and sleep. I, 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 it was really late. He wanted sleep in the room with me. He oh, yeah. slept in the living room. Mm. Yeah, and which I also thought was weird because I'm like, why? You know, Normally, what? What was your point of yeah, coming? Then you're not gonna, you know, not even to do anything, but just that's like what our routine was before. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a change, right. and I felt like I didn't know who this person was. Mm. So f- fast forward, she finally comes to church, meets pastor mm-hmm. for the first time. <laughs> oh, the, and, the, the infamous yeah, pastor. <laughs> yeah, the infamous <laughs> pastor. The, this man, I try to, you know, kill kill my, my future with this guy. So she met him, and then, um, you know, she had been coming to church, coming to church. Mm-hmm. Um, she would drive 35 minutes away, wow. like leave work. She was working at Mac at the time, right? Um, Mac and, uh, no, 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 I was working at, um, I was a bartender and waitress at a... Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's um, right. <clears throat> why can't I, oh, Fridays, TGF Fridays. Oh. So she would leave work and sometimes it's like 9, 9.30. And drive straight to church. Just to be there for 20, 30 minutes. Wow. And so like she started coming and then, um, one day we just had a, con- she was like, we had a conversation and I told her to this day, this is the only time where it's like. I really, my feelings were hurt where she said something that really hurt my feelings. What did she say? Yeah. She was like, um, I don't know if I love you anymore. Oh. Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> we went through all this. Now you're going to tell me, you know, you know, she but was like, I don't think. You can't blame, guys, I'm so invested in this story. Like, <laughs> I feel like, but you can't really blame her yeah. because like, it was like a whole bunch of ups and downs. Right. It's like. Finally, you come back into my life, and this like this whole new person. That's exactly what she said. She's like, "You're." She's like, "Yo, you're not the person I fell in love with." She's mm. like, "I don't know." And we weren't like together. Like we weren't right, doing anything. Right. I, it just came up. She was like, "You're not the same person I fell in love with." That's what she was saying. Mm. And isn't it so? And to this day, it blows on my way. So the person who I was on campus, this unfaithful, lying. Mm-hmm. conniving, mm-hmm. selfish, immature boy that I was. It's it's crazy how we become so conditioned to the toxic environment that we find ourselves with in the world that mm-hmm. we, we begin to accept it as normal, mm-hmm. as this is what is good. You know, that she had accepted that part mm-hmm. of me. And loved that part. And of loved me. that part. But then this, you know, quote unquote church boy, this cleaned up act, this new Lord who's supposed to be better for you is like, nah, I'm not really feeling this this side of you. Mm. And that's from being so invested in the world so for so many years. It's mm. like it's hard to look past that. Yeah. So it was a chat and she didn't grow up, you know, in church and her family wasn't really into church. So everything was so brand new. But and yet I knew all of that, but then mm. it was very hurtful. I'm like, wow. But I didn't let that discourage me. Mm. You know, what I told myself was I know that if I can Help her love God the same way that I love God. If it's his will, he'll bring us back together. Mm. So then I started working. So I hit up uh, Susie and Lucy. God bless them, man. My fellow ushers. So I hit up Susie and Lucy. And I was like, listen, man, you guys know that girl that I've been bringing to church, Bianca. I was like, you know, she's a different culture. She hasn't really been to church. Um, You know, she only knows me. So if you guys can befriend her and help her, pray with her. Like, I was desperate, like, pray with her. And this was all behind closed doors. Bianca mm-hmm. didn't know I, I did this. this. Yeah. Oh, I never told you this? No, I mean, a couple oh, years later. Oh, you found yeah. out later, yeah. But this is all behind closed doors. So, Bianca, if you hear sometimes you say about how how 
she used to pray with Susie a lot yes. over the phone. And I think Susie and Lucy really, yes. and that's what I love so much about our church is like the unity, man. Yeah, it's, it's, you know? a, it's a huge family. And they didn't, and I didn't share like, you know, this was a love interest. I honestly, I don't know if my heart or my mind was in that place. Mm-hmm. It's just that I knew this is a person I cared about and I want her to build the same passion that you for have. what I have a passion for. Mm-hmm. And man, they were amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank God for their lives. Seriously, man. Yeah, like, they definitely them. helped my, you know, salvation journey. I'll mm-hmm. give you guys a dollar when I see you, Susan. Lucy, <laughs> for listening, man. You know, and and um, you know that 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 really helped us get to the point that you know we are we you know we're here now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you have any anything else to add to that, babe. No, that was okay. This is it's so beautiful. So like hearing your story, like just honestly, to be honest, right now it's like my first time hearing this in detail story like i just know like bits and pieces and mm-hmm. you guys went to school together you guys were i thought you were in a relationship but clearly y'all were just yeah, something. i was Similar. in a relationship yeah a lot was not yeah who knows what he was doing <laughs> she was in a relationship by herself so like okay let's just use the term you guys were together mm-hmm. you guys were together and I, all i knew was that you guys were together in college and then you guys split up um when you were when lot got saved and then bianca got saved eventually and then you guys got married. That that was my mm-hmm. overview of the whole thing. So just hearing this right now just makes me. I'm so like, I don't know. I'm in awe because all the questions, the same. I ask the same question to each couple that comes onto the show when we do the praying for my spouse show, and I ask them like, do you believe in the one? Because in the, I won't say in the world, but like when you watch like TV shows, this looks like. You guys were the ones for each other because, like, all this run around, run about, merry go around, mm-hmm. you guys still ended up getting married. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you believe that there is a one for people? Mm. So, me, okay. The thing that made me realize that, um, that made me realize that Bianca was different is that she was the only woman I ever had a spiritual encounter with. Spiritual, what do you mean? So, okay. So this was her 21st birthday, mm-hmm. right? And we went to the bar. We went to the bar. Uh, it's called Landmark on campus. We went to a bar. And mind you, like I said, Bianca didn't come from, she had. She doesn't, she didn't go to church, like any of that stuff prior mm-hmm. to coming to Christ Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. So we went to the bar for her birthday. And you know how it happens in the world when it's your 21st, you're drunk, yeah. taking shots and all that. Shot, shot, yeah. Shot, shot, and shot, you know, I was sponsoring her, so she was drunk. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, big baller, <laughs> man. So um, she went to the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. After heavy drinking, she went to the bathroom. You know, you drink, you have to pee a lot. Really? So she went, oh, you, you probably don't know. Yeah, sorry, Karen. So she went to the bathroom, right? And she took a while and she comes back drunk, slurring her words. She's like, you're not even going to believe what just happened in the bathroom. <laughs> you know? She's like, um, she was, uh, she was sitting on a, in a stall, right? Using a bathroom. And she, when she was done, she noticed there, you know, excuse me to get graphic. She, she noticed there wasn't any, any toilet paper. How's that graphic? And I don't, I don't yeah, know. It's kind of personal. It's kind of, it's kind of, no toilet paper? like themselves. Okay. I'm sorry. With your hands? No, with tissue. Like it's common. Oh, okay. yeah, it's common. I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So, <laughs> so she went in, and then there wasn't any toilet paper in her stall, mm-hmm. and she said, out of nowhere, like a hand slid under and passed her toilet paper. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, how the heck did she's telling me all? I'm like, I wasn't drinking because I had class, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sober. I'm sober minded while she's telling me. So I'm processing. I'm like, first of all, how does she know that you need a you tissue? Need a tissue? 
This is before you got saved. This is this is in college. This is okay. like twenty what when you turn twenty one. I'm so Bible years. How are you now? 28, 20, so 2012, right? Like around 2012. So before I even graduated, like, yeah, before I gave my life to God. So she um, she said then after she was done, she went to go wash her, her hands. You know, yeah. shout out to Bianca, man. She's drunk, but she still found it worthwhile to go wash her hands. <laughs> yeah. Right? This is the quality of woman that I'm happily married to, right? She washes... So she went to See, go wash her hands. Not just for the coronavirus. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Corona who? Um, and look, she's she been said, doing she this. said, she said, Lord is not funny. Right. You see the way you just burst into <laughs> laughing right now? <laughs> so she's this been is doing the one this. time. I'm like gassing him up a little for the show. Yeah, every once in a while when she laughs, I'm like, yo, wow. I'm, you really funny. thought that was, I'm shocked. I'm like, wow, you really thought I was funny like that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so she went to wash her hands. And since she said uh, the lady from the stall that passed out. The, the tissue that slid in under her stall, mm-hmm. it was an older lady. Mm-hmm. I was like, first of all, what's an old lady doing mm-hmm, on a college mm-hmm, campus? Mm-hmm. Like on a you know school night, drinking with college kids. And then the lady came and walked up to her. And before she had a chance to say thank you, the lady said, uh, God loves you, right? No, God wants you to believe. God wants you to believe. Just like that. Just like that. Wow. Dropped the mic and walked off. <laughs> So then she came. So mind you, she's telling me this, and me, I was a Sunday Christian. Well, but me, I, I knew, you know, Ghanaians, Africans, we have foundation in, in Christ, but mm-hmm. I wasn't really steadfast. You're the Easter Christmas people. Oh, and Sundays, holidays, <laughs> holiday Christian, New Year's, right? New Year's. Easter, you know, holiday Christian. So like, I knew about God, like I knew enough to know. So she's, I'm like, yo, this is like a divine encounter. Like this mm-hmm. isn't something to just brush mm-hmm. off. And I cried, yo. I was like, yo, this is really amazing. You, and I'm like, in the where's bar? the shots? No, no, no. Later on, like, it still lingered. After we left the bar, like, I was still talking about it because it was so amazing to me. And I was crying. I'm like, yo, that's really crazy, man. So, like, I don't remember that. Lord, don't cry, but this one, maybe not like boo-hoo crying, but like, you know, some tear, tears slid down. Well, I don't understand the emotion. Why were you crying? I don't know, man. I just thought it was so amazing. Like, wow, God wants you to believe, Bianca. But you <laughs> but myself, right? <laughs> yes. I, I, to the this irony. day, I, the irony. Like, I didn't, I don't know, but it's, it moved me and mm. it always stuck with me. So I always knew, I'm like, there's something different about this girl. Like, mm. I've dated girls that were, I've dated pastors' kids, like, hey. girl, people that were in it. People that were in the church, and I've never, I say that because I never had a spiritual encounter with anybody mm-hmm, else, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. People who you would think you should because of them being in church with you, whatever. But it was with her at a mm-hmm. bar, at the most unlikeliest place, scenarios, unlikeliest person. Mm-hmm. So I always knew it was something special about her. Mm. But I don't know about the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that question, I think about Ruth because she was married. Mm-hmm. But then she found the one with Boaz, mm-hmm. right? So who's to say that her original husband, the one that passed away, wasn't that the one. wasn't the one? Maybe he because. But then, if you think about it, so that, okay, if you think about it with the Ruth thing, mm-hmm. if she didn't marry him, mm-hmm. she would have never known about Naomi. She right. would have never got to Israel. She would have right. never met Boaz. That's what I'm saying. So there's people in our lives that serve purposes. So mm-hmm. I don't know about labeling it the one. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's one because God uses several people to get us to different, you know, parts of our lives. You mm-hmm. know. So I don't know if I want to say I believe in the one. Mm-hmm. I believe that there's people that God has um, destined destined for mm-hmm. us, people that he may bring in alignment with our purpose to help her, to, to help us fulfill our purpose. Okay. But I don't know about the one. What do you think? What about you? 
you know, when we got the questions beforehand, I was really sitting and think and talking to a lot about this question because I, I brought up like, oh, what about people who got married and then turned to like a widower and then they get married again? And that's when he brought um, the Naomi part in. But, you know, I, I don't know the answer to that question. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. Yeah, I, I never have thought about it. Mm-hmm. I do think that I do think I have the one in Laud. I mm-hmm. mean, I don't see myself with anybody, anybody else. else. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. That's a. I think God honors the choice that we make. Mm. But is it possible that God gives you a, a type of people you're supposed to be with, like people who are supposed to be your purpose partners? So let's say brother A is brother A, brother B, brother C. Mm-hmm. All of them have the same qualities. I choose then, or how does that work? That's I think, um, well, if you think about the signs, if you look at Laud and I's story, you would think that all the signs point to no, we're not being together. I actually think they do, though. I, I, I see them bringing you guys back together. Now, because I feel like now we're saying see it. the tail end we, of it. But during oh, yeah. Both of us, we didn't think mm. we're going to be together. Right. At and right. Even sometimes I sit in the house and I, I look at, you know, our life, our son, and London, and I look at us all and I'm just like, when, like, how did this all happen? Mm. Because when you're in those situations, you know, you don't think that you're going to end up being together. Right. You know, my sister, you know, I thought I used to cry, cry over a lot when we did and when we broke up, even though we weren't together. But, you know, <laughs> you know, in my mind, when we broke up, I was so sad. And I and I was like, you know what? I thought he was the one. Mm. And well, she said that at your wedding. And that's what I was going to say. Like, now after everything that we've been through, she was like, I guess you're right, Bianca. He was the one. Mm. But when you're in those situations, you don't think that that person is the one for you. You, I wouldn't think that after he had his daughter that we would be together, you know? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't think that after I said, I don't love you anymore, I have to fall in love with this new laud mm-hmm. that, you know, those things take time. So I think that you just have to listen to God. Yeah. You can't really look at the signs like right. you were saying, like brother A, brother B, brother C, you're picking, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't have to pick. God is going to pick, mm-hmm. to me, God is going to pick the spouse that, is meant to be for you. Prayer is so important because by praying, we make ourselves available for God to use us, mm-hmm. right? I believe like prayer is a channel for us to communicate to God, right? Mm-hmm. I think when we pray, again, we make ourselves available. Yeah. Um, and I say that because at the end of the day, it's about God being glorified, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about us. Mm-hmm. It's not about who we want to be with. It's for God's will to be done. Mm-hmm. And Pastor made humbled me the best way. And I think I shared this on our wedding day, too, when he was talking about Bianca one day, about how much she's grown and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I thank God that, you know, that she's trying to include myself. I thank God that she's done all this mm-hmm. and she's so amazing. He was like, you think this is about you? It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with mm-hmm. you. You were just the proper channel that God had to use to draw her onto himself, himself. right? So mm-hmm. everyone that comes, it's like God, all through our lives, right, is signs, is is points that God just trying to pull us to himself. Mm-hmm. Every relationship that we have, all these things, London's mom had a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. London being here was a purpose mm-hmm. for, to draw. I know that was London's purpose, mm-hmm. to draw me closer to God, because mm-hmm. after her birth is when I had that epiphany is mm-hmm. where everything changed, mm-hmm. right? By 
But if Bianca, when she decided to give her life to God and I gave my life to God and we're both praying for God's will to be done, because mm-hmm. at this point she says she don't love me anymore. So I don't know. My prayer was God is up to you. If this is your, your will, um, draw her onto yourself and bring us together. Mm. And that was our theme for our, like meeting my parents. I never brought her home to say, oh my, this is, we didn't do that. Mm. And she would ask me, oh, when am I going to meet your parents? She never came to my house mm. all these years until yeah. Queen's wedding, uh, Queen and uh, Brock Kelvin's wedding. Mm-hmm. Because Queen's uh, makeup artist was like too busy and Bianca had to help out and doing mm-hmm. some of our other family. Queen is my cousin. Mm-hmm. So she ended up doing my mom's makeup. Mm-hmm. My mom loved the makeup and her and my cousin invited her to our house the next day to do her. So she came to our house by my mom's invitation, not, not in the mind. Wow. You know, so God is so wise, man. And if we could be patient instead of worrying about the one and God, this is important. God honors, you know, the things that we want. Mm-hmm. He wants to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible said, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all Everything things. Else, yeah. So the kingdom of God, the seeking the kingdom of God should be primary mm-hmm. rather than worrying about everything else. And I believe God used her to tell me that she doesn't love me, to humble me, to bring mm-hmm. that realization. Like, it's not about you, Lord. Like, it's not about who you are right. that you guys are going to be together. If you guys are going to be together, it's going to be because of me. Mm-hmm. So that was my confirmation with all these, you know, as you're saying, signs, finding different confirmations all along the way. Every step, not just taking one and running with it, mm-hmm. right? I believe, like, when we see a sign, sometimes you should look for more signs, not Definitely. just one. Definitely. What sealed it off for me was when I went to propose to Bianca. Mm-hmm. I was going to do it um, two months prior to the date that I actually did, uh, did it in mm-hmm. October. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went to do it, my dad was traveling to Ghana. Mm-hmm. And my dad, you know, Africans, Ghanaians, they don't care about proposals mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff. The ones that we honor is the ones between the family, the yeah, knocking the ceremony, traditional. the traditional oh, yeah. ones. Right? It was more for like it was more to honor you. Bianca's culture as yeah. well, right? For her family, for them to see and all that. So my dad was okay with like, yeah, I'm gonna be in Ghana, but you have my blessing, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, and then I ran it back to Pastor. That's why it's so good to have spiritual counsel, man. Mm-hmm. Ran it, even though my dad gave me the green light, I still ran back to Pastor. Mm-hmm. Pastor, oh, what do you think about this? And he was like, you know what? It's true. Your dad probably just doesn't want to inconvenience you, mm-hmm. or he wants to give you because you're an adult. But to honor him, you should wait till he's in in a, in the country at mm-hmm, least. Mm-hmm. Wait till he's here. So I waited October, mm-hmm. right? That's when he came back. So when I went to go tell pastor and the leadership at church, again, I went back to confirm my plans again, every mm-hmm. step of the way seeking counsel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to pastor elder deacon and um, I, was, I went to tell elder, you know, Bianca's culture. That's the word I use, mm-hmm. culture. I want to propose to her. I know in our culture, we don't really do that. And Elder said that, wow. He was laughing the whole mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. after I'm done, you know how Elder is. Mm-hmm. He does his little giggle. Mm-hmm. So after I'm done, I'm like, oh, Elder, why are you laughing? If you don't mind me asking. He's like, it's so crazy. And Elder doesn't talk much. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, around 3 a.m., he woke up and then went back to sleep. And he had a dream that me and Bianca had already been married. Mm-hmm. And we had come the day after the wedding ceremony to, to a Thanksgiving service at church with our families. And they had sat me and Bianca on the podium at church, facing a congregation. And Wait, Elder, isn't that exactly what happened? Exact, but Yo. Elder said he was the one. He was the one advising us, mm-hmm. and he, his advice was culture. That Lord honor Bianca's culture. 
no matter what you do, honor her culture. She comes, and that's the word that I used to him. Mm. So that was like, wow, God, if I would have did it in September, it wasn't a time. Mm. Him saying it in October, hadn't having a dream the mm-hmm. day before I told the elders mm-hmm. of the church, confirmed it for me. So going back and forth and having those check-ins, man, I think is really big. And again, praying and seeking for God's will and seeking for his direction. God honors, it says he knows the desires, the things that we really need yes. beyond the things that we just want, mm-hmm. you know? So if we're able to go back to him, he will lead us and we don't have to worry about the wine and types and all this other stuff, you mm-hmm. know? So in your courtship, when you guys were courting, like what, actually, I want to know what initiated the courting because it, as far as I know, in the timeline and the story, after you guys got saved, what brought it on? Like, how are you sure that, okay, we want to move forward? Um, maybe he might be the one that I'm going to marry. Maybe she might be the one I'm going to marry. What? How are you sure? Or I won't say sure, but what made you begin the courtship process? For me, it was just a feeling. You're about science. I'm about feelings. Even <laughs> feeling, I know that's I'm not, not good science, because but... feelings can be deceptive. Yes. Yeah. And, I, you know, I know that feelings can be deceptive. So I deceptive. So I wouldn't really rely on that. But like you said, when you just know, you just know. Mm. And um, so you knew he was your husband. After like I've been attending church for a while, yeah. Then then that's when I knew. But before it was like 2015. Yeah, before it was like just like a thought. Like when my when I told my sister that like oh he was the one. That's Mm -hmm. like you know like when you're lusting over someone and like you're all heartbroken like like dramatic Mm -hmm. you know add dramatics to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I I would say that I knew after. Mm. I'll say the same. Once I saw that she was coming to church, because, you know, we're all invited to church, mm-hmm. right? To a certain yeah, degree. Yeah, but who takes it seriously the way? Exactly. The way like, once is. I saw that she was coming, not just for me, but for herself, whereas, like, you know, at first it was like, oh, are you coming to church today? If I mm-hmm. won't go, she doesn't go because mm-hmm. she doesn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. But once she started, like, coming on her own, got really involved with Sunday school teacher, like, doing all these different things, I was like, wow, this is the one. This is the one. It's nothing like finding somebody who's like-minded because you know that if we ever have any disagreements, which happens in any relationship. Yeah, you guys have one foundation. We know exactly. Mm-hmm. We revert to the word of God, right, mm-hmm. as our rule book. Wow. You guys, this story, I'm so glad that you guys are part three. <laughs> like, Thank God, man. Yeah. I like it because I like hearing everyone's story because everybody's different. It just shows that God's not one way. Yeah. And he just, you know, speaks and touches everybody differently. Definitely. And I do believe that if this show is not for anybody that's listening, it's definitely for me. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, the uh, I got a lot of staples and each every couple that came onto the show said pretty much they had different experiences mm-hmm. and they had stor- different stories, but the Staples that I got from that were seek spiritual guidance. You have to work on yourself because before you can even try to get involved with somebody yes. else, especially just, you know, reverting back to what Lord said that he had to cut everybody off. He changed his number. And you said something when we were recording that previous show that, that one time, that one time that broke my heart. <laughs> when really? We lost the file. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, you said, and I think it's like etched in my heart right now that before you can get a drastic result, you have to make a drastic change. So it's like that drastic action that you took, cutting everybody off, deleting numbers or blocking numbers and all that stuff. Look at where you guys are. People thought I was now. crazy. Like literally, 
friends. It was, it was, it was a, it's a very lonely place to mm. be. Right. Solitude. But God, yeah, that's the difference between isolation and solitude mm-hmm. is a place of solitude where God, we hear God's voice, the clearest and the loudest when we are alone, mm. you know, mm-hmm. when you're around a lot of noise, it's, it's hard. You know, it's it's a lonely place. It wasn't easy. Always the end looks beautiful, and but it was it was a it, those are some very lonely, mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. You had to like grind it out, man. It was mm-hmm. tough, and it was worth it, man. Every journey that no pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> Every journey that's embarked on that has a lot of adversity, it makes it that much more rewarding mm-hmm. once you get to the to the final the finish line. You know? Yeah. Wow. And this and is I just think, the beginning, bro. Yeah, and Amen. I think it's definitely everything this that This is just a journey. <laughs> my bad, my fault. I think it's really helped our relationship, everything that we have been through. And mm-hmm. it's only has made us stronger and able to, you know, go through life's ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Everything that we've been through. And then I also want to touch on another point that, um, that you said. Um, it is important to just focus on your singlehood because – and how Laud cut everybody off because if we would have still continued to talk and what if I wasn't the one mm-hmm. and it's like you're investing so much time into this person, then they end up not being the person that you're supposed to mm-hmm. meant to be with. It's mm-hmm. like you invite you, you introduce them to your parents, you um, kind of like it. string them along. It's so much harder to cut it off yeah. because you're already so invested. Mm-hmm. So it was, even though I hated Pastor at the time, it was so smart because c- by him cutting me off, it also helped. It well, helps me trust mm-hmm. him because when if you sat there and you s- continued to talk to me and still talk to other people while he's trying to figure out his own his own self, what makes me think that oh You're he's different. not that I'm different, or what makes me think that oh he's not talking to this person, this person, this person like he was before when mm-hmm. I did meet him. So it's so important for us to just be in our singlehood and in your um, solitary place that you'll be able to really listen to God. Especially for men, Mm -hmm. for men especially. I think it's so important because um, what she's talking about is Mm self-control essentially is what we're Mm -hmm. talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's the fruit of the spirit. And that's only attained through you, your devotion and you coming to church and you really building a relationship with God. I think that's the top thing for any, not just men, anyone to have mm-hmm. in general. And I was only able to show that because of my dedication and, you know, people saying that we're sleeping at church and all this other kind of stuff, but oh, yeah. it was, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really prepared us, not just for our, our marriage and our for life in general, mm. you know? Wow. I'm just like, Guys, if you see me right now, I'm like in awe because like I said, I knew only tidbits and pieces of, of the story, but it's just so beautiful. Like you you see God's plan unfolding just like that. It's like, you know, we all know that God is omniscient. He knows all things and he knows the end from the beginning. So he knew where you guys were going to end up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, look at the journey. <laughs> no pun intended. Right. <laughs> the journey you guys went on. So, you know, we're wrapping up. But before we do, I just want to ask, like, I really believe you shared a lot of wisdom. And I, like I said, if nobody has received anything from this, I definitely have. What is a piece of advice from the both of you that you would give somebody like me who is single and is, quote unquote, praying for her spouse? What advice would you 
give me or someone who's not even dating someone who is dating courting like what advice would you give based on your experience and what you've been through and what the lord has done for you what would you tell us become best friends with pastor Sion. <laughs> now honestly i think that's that was the the, the game changer man mm. i think Pastor, I felt like Paul on the way to uh, Damascus, mm. you know, he encountered God. It was like off. I was walking aimlessly and then I encountered this man of God who just changed and exposed me and opened my eyes to, you know, so many different things. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the principal thing, right. just having Christ as the foundation, having um, a spiritual father, having a mentor, you know, and not just, and you know, I love what Pastor always says that. Though we always give him the credit, we also had a part to play because mm-hmm. we took it, his mm-hmm. advice. Mm-hmm. We were actually obedient, you know? So it's easy to go to, you know, don't try to flatter your man of God by going to them for advice and outwardly acting like, you know, yeah, you're humble, you're, yeah, you're yeah, humble yeah. and I'm seeking your advice. But then behind closed doors, you're still doing whatever you want, mm-hmm. right? If that's the case, then that relationship, all your efforts are all in vain, mm-hmm. but really like, building that kind of relationship, finding a good church, a place of mm-hmm. worship, a man of God, somebody who you trust, who can give you good counsel. That made the world of difference for me. Great. That right. made the world of difference for me, man. I think, you know, God bless pastor. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Just to add to that, I would say that that's number one as well. But just to add to that, I would also say that it's important to just work on yourself. A lot of times we sometimes can think, oh, I'm looking for my other half or I'm looking for somebody to complete me. And our Mm -hmm. pastor always says, you don't need anybody to complete you. You need to be complete in yourself first. Mm -hmm. And things that you struggle with in your singlehood, they'll carry on into marriage unless you don't work on them. Mm -hmm. It it could be something like, you know, you're spending. If you're not, um, if you're constantly spending money and not saving, when you come into your marriage, you're still going to be spending money. Mm-hmm. Don't think like, oh, because my husband saves a lot, it's mm-hmm. going to help me because mm-hmm. it takes both of you. If you're a messy person Thank when you. you're single, <laughs> then you're going to be messy person when you're married. When you're married. Definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm very messy. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm messy too. My mom calls me the, torna- <laughs> the Tasmanian devil. Oh, you know, oh yeah, yeah, it runs around the- and causes. And that's, that's me. Hilarious. And poor Lord always is cleaning up after me. Thank you. That's what love is for, bro. That's Aww. what I'm here for. Uh, yeah. Actually, question about that. Do you think marriage is based, just based on love? Mm-mm. No. What else is it based on, sir? Not love at all. <laughs> I, I'll say sacrifice and respect. Mm. That's all love really is, a sacrifice, right? Jesus, he sacrificed, him, you know, God sacrificed his only son on a cross because he loved us so much, mm-hmm. right? So sacrifice is a product of love. Mm. Um, love is just, I feel like it's, it's a choice. It's an obedient right. act that we have to do mm-hmm. no matter what. But the sacrifice and respect is what's going to allow you to really honor your spouse and mm-hmm. make that relationship work. Mm. So I think love alone doesn't accomplish much. Right. It takes a lot more of like sacrifice and selflessness, respect um, to really honor that mm-hmm. for it to be worthwhile. Right. Because if it was just based on love alone, then people wouldn't get divorced. Because mm-hmm. it's like you That's fall in true. love with the person. What changes what 10 you... years later is mm-hmm. you, you stop putting in the effort. You stop caring. Mm-hmm. You stop doing those little things that you did in the beginning. Right, right. Wow. That's so true. Very profound. And like, honestly, today's episode is unlike any other for me. 
It's just, it's all, it all comes together for me. Like this whole praying for your spouse series is all, honestly, I keep, and I keep, this is the third time I'm saying it. And it's true. This was for me, honestly. Oh, Karen, sorry. Before you end to another thing is environment that I'm thinking about. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you guys have heard Deacon Ray, Deacon Sam, and Ashley and Lucy's story. Mm-hmm. We're all kind of going through this mm-hmm. journey around the same, same time. time. That's true. You know, so, and That's we true. held each other accountable to Walk a certain with extent. like-minded people. Like your environment. Like-minded people. I totally agree. And I'm seeing them. Um, being celibate and Deacon Ray and Lucy not even hugging, mm-hmm. you know, my brother, Deacon Sam and Ashley, they don't even FaceTime. What, what's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the level for me at that mm. point? The bar is set high. And what about the rest of us? You guys, the bar is <laughs> even higher, you know? But Seriously, it's surround yourself with people that challenge you to grow. Yes. And, you yes. know, and we, we recently were talking about celibacy is not the goal, it's about purity. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Deacon Sam texted something about celibacy is man running from sex, purity is man running to God. Mm. That's the difference, you know? Pay me $10. <laughs> How are you so going to ask for $10 for somebody else's words? <laughs> for real. Um, I don't know if this was, you know, his quote, but he sent it in our chat. Celibacy is is man. I'm paraphrasing probably. Celibacy is man running from sex. Mm. Purity is man running to God. Mm. There's a fundamental difference, yes. right? Yep. But the people you surround yourself around with is what's gonna really help you to accomplish the latter. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think environment. I love our youth group, man. Yes. Everybody oh. challenges each other so much. It's unbelievable. Mm. It's unbelievable. So. You know, really find people who are like-minded, who are truly for, you know, for Christ. You know, right, it's not right. just a fellowship and, you know, it's not just sitting around and talking about having really meaningful conversation and really doing what brings honor to God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Angel, you have anything to add? No, he said it all. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like every time the couples come on, the husbands, the husbands are... I should do a show with all three of all three couples. That'll be that'll be, that'll be a nice show. Yeah, that would be nice. But yeah, so yeah, we're wrapping up. I'm so grateful to the both of you for coming onto the show. And I really thank God for the both of you. Thank God for your lives and for coming onto the show to share, you know, your story and then advising the rest of us to just wait on God. He'll definitely deliver. Yes, yeah. he will. Thank you for listening to The Journey with Karen Siam. If you like our show and want to know more, please check out our Instagram page at the journey underscore podcast and stay tuned for our coming website. As we said, we are looking for a website designer. So if you are one, if you know one, please, 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 and please again, reach out to us via Instagram or via email so that we can start working with you. Join us next week when we talk about Praying for a Spouse Part 4 with another special guest. Stay tuned to know who that is. We started a challenge called the Journey Song Challenge, where you guys had to share videos of yourself singing the Journey's theme song. The guidelines were that you would know all the lyrics and you would sing it correctly. It wasn't about no, you know, if you know how to sing or not. It wasn't about tone, pitch, voice. No, it was just about if you know the lyrics. It was fun. We want to thank you guys for submitting the videos. We really enjoyed watching, and it was really hard to choose the winner. But we do have two winners. On Instagram, their names are at the underscore Amarachi. Her name is Sophia Afidede. She's in Ghana, guys. 
congratulate her. And the other winner was at Ganijan Queen. That's Alice Queen. Congratulations to the both of you. Please reach out to us and send us your details and expect your cash prize of $50 this week. Remember, the fastest runner doesn't always win the race. The strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. Those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all decided by God through times and seasons. I love you all. God bless you all and have a wonderful week. This is called the journey. Yeah.